this yeah. Baltimore offense, which is really, it's heliocentric. It's just all Lamar Jackson. He accounts for an insane amount of their total yards. What does heliocentric mean? Uh, it's like an NBA thing. It's, slipped in. it's like, it's when it all revolves around one person. So like Luka Doncic is heliocentric. I think Lamar Jackson is the same. So... So on this show, oh, no. I'm heliocentric. Go. Yeah, you're heliocentric. I am. Yeah, right? you're I, mean, like, I mean, like, I am fair, obviously. Show's called Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry. Heliocentric. Yeah, you How like that? How about heliocentric with yeah. Matthew Barry? I like H-C. that. Yeah. Yeah, I so like that. Okay, fair enough. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry, served by Applebee's. Jay Croucher, you're the only one whose head cut out, had the eyes looking off to the side. Everyone else got a straight-on shot. It is noon on Thursday on Peacock, but of course, it is 5 o'clock somewhere, and it is love-hate day, Jay Croucher. I am Matthew Berry. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Happy Hour here in our set, our beautiful set, served, of course, as always, by Applebee's. I'm heliocentric. You're heliocentric, yeah. You're Luka Doncic. I'm like Maxi Kleber. Playing defense, shooting open threes, just right. getting the ball. Yeah, yeah. just trying to get day. some, just trying to get some minutes in. Yeah, love hate that. Don't love that graphic. They can stop using that picture of me. No, been, there are I, other photos of my. Are face. there? I think so. What if, what if what if that is the best photo? What if like what if they went through? Maybe they weren't trying to you know mf you. Maybe they were actually like they went through and they were like they thought this is the best photo. They've I've been got. stitched up. I've been stitched up by that photo. Yeah. All right, let's jump into some Roto World headlines before yes, we sir. jump into love hate. And the first headline is around Marquise Brown, who we've talked about. He's out indefinitely with a foot injury. He's going to miss at least a month. A lot of ripples off of this. DeAndre Hopkins, he returns from suspension tonight. Robbie Anderson will play tonight, we expect, but will be very limited. Uh, What are you doing off of the Marquise Brown news? I guess we're starting DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to obviously start him. Look, I have Hopkins as a top 20 wide receiver, not a top 10. Hopefully he ends up getting there. But last year, he was a top 20 wide receiver on a points-per-game basis. He In the five games in which he got seven or more targets, and we expect him to get that kind of love today, obviously, with Hollywood Brown on the shelf. He averaged 17.3 fantasy points per game. The biggest thing about DeAndre Hopkins last year was he, he stopped being the volume and target uh, you know magnet that he was and instead became – really touchdown dependent, which was weird. Luckily, he was getting the touchdowns. He was second in end zone targets last season. He had at least one end zone target in eight of ten games this year as the Saints secondary travels on a short week to Arizona and they're banged up. My expectation is especially Hopkins coming back off the suspension. Kyler's going to try to get him the ball early and often, especially when they're end close. So, yes, if you've been holding on to Hopkins, you're starting him. You're not thinking about it. He's right in there against New Orleans. And then as for Rondell Moore... I think he's in wide receiver three this week, Jay. Since he's returned from injury, he's had six more catches now in back-to-back weeks. In the three games since he's come back, 23 targets. Last week, playing 99% of the snaps. We talked about it. All the production that the human Dorch had early in the season, that is now the Rondell Moore role in this game. Six different times this year, a wide receiver has scored at least 15 fantasy points against New Orleans. I think there's a decent chance, especially with a run game banged up as well, Cardinals, that is, that both uh, Hopkins and Moore could get there today. Yeah, I think Rondell Moore, there is a chance he's the guy you want in Arizona going forward because of that upside and because Hopkins fell off last year. I do think, though, look, one, 
BetMGM has DeAndre Hopkins, his receiving yards at 62 and a half. So they're projecting that he's going to be, you know, back to being DeAndre Hopkins. And mm. also, the other thing is the Cardinals... What are the on... odds on any time touchdown for DeAndre Hopkins? No, we can bring that up. But uh, I think okay. he's he a good chance to get in the end. Yes, zone, I'm just saying, I don't even know what the odds are. I'm just going to tell you. Someone find out what the odds are on BetMGM. Give me any time touchdown for DeAndre Hopkins He's tonight. plus 125. So he's Yo, plus, money. plus money. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, let's Give go. me DeAndre Hopkins any time touchdown at plus money. Yeah. Thousand percent tonight. That's the, happening. The other thing with Hopkins too is that the Cardinals are on track to be the one seed in the second half of last season, so they were running yeah. the ball a lot. It's yeah. been a steep fall, uh, so they weren't needing to throw as much. All right, James Connor. Uh, he's got the ribs injury. He's questionable. Looks like he's going to be a game time decision uh, against the Saints tonight. So if he doesn't go, you just have to start Ian Benjamin. And if Connor does go, then it's the you've got to start James Connor. I think. I think you're starting the. We're in Bimageddon, right? I mean, so, right, no Miles Sanders, no Dalvin Cook in this one, uh, no Devin Singletary. You know, some of the other running backs out there are a little bit banged up as well. So I don't know that you have the luxury of sitting a running back that's going to get the majority of work. If James Conner is active tonight, and my guess is honestly that he won't be, but um, if James Conner is active tonight, he should get the majority of work in a positive game script. Cardinals are favored at home in this one, um, and he's involved in the passing game. And if not, again, 18 touches last week for Eno Benjamin. I know it didn't show up in terms of fantasy production, but the workload is there. We expect this to be a reasonably high-scoring game uh, against the Saints. Like I you know, it's it's probably like it's probably middle of the pack off the top of my head. It's middle of the pack in terms of the over under. Yeah, it's forty three right. and a half, which oh, is so about been, well, that's about middle of the pack these days with how is. scoring is down. I was going to yeah. say, and I feel it's been bet down because it yep. opened at forty five. So it's been it's been bent down. I might actually take the over in that one. I like um, that, sir. Yeah, I mean, if it's been bet down to forty three, yeah, forty three and a half, yeah, give me the over in terms of total points tonight. I just I think you start whoever the Cardinals running back is. Uh, the nice thing is it's Thursday, so we'll know. But, yes, if Connor's out, start Benjamin. If Connor's active, I'm starting uh, James Connor today. For whatever it's worth, I did not rank James Connor. Eno Benjamin running back 20 for me as we head into uh, the happy hour right yep. here. Benching Eno Benjamin if Connor is active? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes, I am. I, I mean, even if he might get more touches because Connor's not 100%, I just, in a timeshare, I'm a little nervous there. Yep. Michael Thomas is out. Jarvis Landry is out uh, tonight. In terms of the Saints pass-catching situation, it's really just Chris Olave, and then if you need some Jawan Johnson, maybe a tight end? Yeah, I mean, Jawan Johnson would be a desperation tight end streamer. But, I mean, honestly, like, if I'm streaming a tight end from this game, I, I prefer Taysom Hill, honestly, if he's available in your league. He yep. probably isn't at this point. But to your point, with no Thomas and no Landry on the road here, my expectation is you'll see probably more Taysom Hill than you want. Uh, Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton uh, both uh, returned to practice. Uh, Dennis Allen saying he's not going to reveal the quarterback until game time. My expectation here, it's the Red Rifle. That's his nickname, Jay Croucher, just yeah. so you know. The Red Rifle, very <laughs> yes. important. The Red um, Rifle. Little M. Night Shyamalan play from Dem- Dennis Allen. The there you go, reveal. yes. Anyway, so uh, anyway, my expectation is that you see probably more Taysom Hill than people that roster Alvin Kamara or Andy Dalton would like to see so if I have to stream one but yeah I mean Arizona has struggled against tight end so far this year so if you're super desperate um you know when you're you're in a you know obviously no Goddard this week right um you know no Tyler Higby this week uh I I don't mind it I don't mind Juwan Johnson as a deep as a deep deep tight end streamer I mean 
I have Matai in the 20, though, so just to level yeah. set exp- expectations level here. Yeah. Right. I, and, and you're starting Chris Olave in every yes. league. All right, the Kansas City Chiefs are yeah. regarded as a strong contender to sign Odell Beckham Jr. Travis Kelsey restructured his contract, which doesn't just happen out of nowhere. The Chiefs are going to try and do something. What Picking up OBJ off waivers if he is there, I think, and then also might be time to sell high on Juju Smith-Schuster coming off that big game. If he can, sure. I, I, I think it's worth trying. If you have Juju, I wouldn't mind trying to move him for something even without the Beckham news, right? Yeah. The, just, I mean, we've talked about this, that like Kelsey and Mahomes are really the only Chiefs that you feel good about on a week-to-week basis starting in fantasy football. I don't want to get into what OBJ on the Chiefs might mean. I mean, it's a Thursday. We've got a long way to go before he's healthy enough to play and whether or not he signs with KC. I think the important thing is, is that the teams that have been rumored the most around Beckham, the Chiefs, the Bills, coming back to the Rams, although apparently the Rams' first contract offer, you know, was embarrassing and he stormed off in a huff and blah, blah, blah. By the way, the way the Rams' season is going, maybe, you know, a month from now, they're like, you know, we're good. You know, like, it, it ain't our year. Um... At any rate, I think what you can take away from this is that wherever Beckham's going to go, it's going to be to a contender with a really good quarterback and a pass-friendly offense, right? He's not, he's not like going like, hey, hey, uh, you know, uh, let me... Uh, Carolina. Let me, yeah, yeah. Hey, Carol, yeah, hey, Carolina, you're yeah, willing to offer the most Walker. money, right? Yeah, exactly. Even, even New Orleans. Like, hey, let me help block for Taysom Hill. Yeah. Like, I, he's going to go to a, a fantasy-friendly, pass-friendly quarterback, um, really good quarterback-driven team. And so I think that makes you feel good about that if you are grabbing OBJ and stashing him, that when he does come back, it'll be in a productive fantasy environment. Yep, and OBJ went back and forth with Des Bryant on Twitter. Yesterday, uh, very opaque from OBJ. A lot of emojis, lord of the emojis, Odell Beckham Jr. I don't really know what to read into all of those. Yeah, I mean, what There's does that a mean? robot like muscular a, arm. Right, so he's just like, he's like, I mean, I, I'm looking at OBJ, like he's just like, I don't know, with the emojis, and then he's, he's zipping his fingers, and peace, and then he's holding out his hand, and then he's he's writing, he's signing a contract, and then he's using his feet probably to go somewhere, and then he's... I, you reckon I, when he got to seven emojis, he was like, I need four more. I need double digits. <laughs> I, I should have. I wish I'd seen that before. I'd, I'd asked my ten-year-old daughter. Yeah. She'd have. She'd Did like. Yeah, oh like, yeah. She like would. Zodiac killer kind of situation. Like yeah. Where it's, is he going? I think it'll probably be Kansas City if they've restructured Kelsey's contract. I'd make them the better favorite. That is certainly. I mean, and Kelsey has even said this, and there's an article up on Pro Football Talk that basically like something's going on. Yes. So it might uh, not be OBJ, but they're going to get someone. They're going uh, to get someone. Okay, the Packers have activated Sammy Watkins uh, from injured reserve. It won't be Sammy hamstring. Watkins. No, yeah. Sammy Watkins, I don't think this moves the needle really at all. No. No. <laughs> no, we're bringing it up just in case you want. We're like, should, oh, does this mean anything? And the answer is no, it does not. Yeah. It does not. It's Alan Lazard and then Romeo Dobbs in terms of the pass catchers of the Green Bay Packers. That's the order that we are ranking them as well. I have Lazard at wide receiver 24, Dobbs wide receiver 32. Lazard, by the way, Makes my love list this week. Um, He's averaged over 15 fantasy points a game over the past four games. He's scoring touchdowns. He's the 15th best wide receiver in the last month as so. And a good matchup with my commanders uh, as well. So uh, Alan Lazard, yes, makes my love list. I think he's a viable wide receiver three. 
in this one, and I have no interest in Sammy Watkins, fantasy or real life wise. No. And just quickly, Mac Jones expects to play Monday Night Football. That actually may not change that much with how Bailey's No, the, the report came out, I, I think to just be clear about this. If Mac Jones, the report came out basically, if Mac Jones is healthy enough to go, yep. he is the starter. I know yes. some people thought, hey, Bailey Zappi has played very well. No, Zappi no. hour, they're 2 0. Uh, as really, and give credit where credit's due, Zappi has played legitimately well. Yep. And congratulations to the Patriots. Like, they've suddenly they've got two really good quarterbacks under the age of 25. Like, you know, the rich get richer. But, um, but, yes, there's no quarterback controversy no. here. The only issue is, is that is Jones going to be healthy enough to play on Monday night? The expectation, it looks like it's trending that way. The issue is, is that it's the Monday night game. They're home to the Chicago Bears. And so if you're in a deep league, a two-quarterback league, if you're like me, where I'm in a two-quarterback league, I'm, it's, this is Scott Fishbowl. Scott Fishbowl, which is an insane, like, 3,000-person tournament, and, like, it, it gets super deep, 25-man rosters, 12 teams, it's super flex league. Here are my quarterbacks in this league. And by the way, I'm undefeated so far. But, <laughs> um, and, yeah, NBD. But um, I think this is the week it all ends. I'm bringing that up now because I'm not going to be able to say it in a week. Here's, here's my – Josh Allen's my quarterback. That's great, pretty good. But, yeah. but he's on a he bye. Yeah. He's on a bye. Carson Wentz, who, by the way, has been very good in this format. Yeah. Scott Fishbowl has weird scoring. But he's actually been pretty good in this format. He's been a good fantasy quarterback. He's obviously out this week with the injury. I was not able – somebody outbid me for Taylor Heineke. Oh, no. um, uh, I, I, I have Bailey Zappi. So I'm desperately hoping <laughs> Bailey Zappi plays. And then I have Desmond Ritter, who's not yet the starter. So, like, okay. I, I may not be – I don't have a quarterback There's to start no this week unless Bailey Zappi is a some, go. Hope for some Jacob Eason or something. I mean, something, yeah. I may have to pick up a backup and just hope that they get into the game because I do have to start a quarterback in this league. Indeed. All right, before we jump into running back love-hate, we're going to hear from Josh Jacobs, who makes the love list this week. Yeah. I think the first time me and Max really just kicked it, we, free, we was freestyling together. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so I was like, okay. I was like, okay, I could, I could kick it with this dude. Did his freestyling ability catch you by surprise all the way back then? Nah, but he from no. Texas, bro. Yeah. You, know, you know, white boys from Texas are a little different. You know what I'm saying? You know, they got a little sauce to them. Yeah. So, yeah. Who's got better bars? You or him? We low-key we low key almost made a song. <laughs> We, we might have or might have not made a song. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to ask him about that. Talking about Max Crosby. Okay. Max Crosby, the uh, most underrated player in the NFL for mine. Absolutely incredible edge rusher. Uh, we low-key never came close to making a tone together, unfortunately. A song. We've never made a song together. But I am a white boy from Texas. I have a little <laughs> salt to me, according to Josh Jacobs. You have some salt I am. A, I, am a, I am from Texas. I grew up in College Station, Texas, home yeah. of the Texas A&M Aggies, Giga Maggies. Uh, my parents still live there to this day. My mother's the former mayor of College Station, Texas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm... A white boy, from, according to Josh Jacobs, I have a little salt to me. Yeah. A little, a little salt. A little salty. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you and I should make a song together. Oh, we boy. could sing about Josh Jacobs. It could be a little, because Josh Jacobs is the ultimate love-hate running back. I was going to say, do you feel guilty about what you've kind of done over the years with Josh Jacobs? No. Ride or die, hate list. Yeah, it's, it's, it it, it's, been a, uh, it's been a roller coaster of emotions for me and Josh. And yeah. by me and Josh, I really mean me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Josh knows or cares about me. I've interviewed him a couple of times, too. He, he maybe knows, he's, you know, might be aware of me, but... Um, at any rate, yes, he was my fantasy ride or die his rookie year. Made me look really smart. Yeah. Then he made the hate list for the next couple of years. Also made me look smart. This year he was on the hate list, making me look dumb. 
because honestly, uh, he's been nothing short of terrific this year, and he makes the loved list this week. Hopefully, he'll make me look smart. Part of the reason why I didn't love him in the preseason and do love him now is the usage. I didn't think he would get so much usage that he has. My expectation was that McDaniels would use multiple running backs and that Jacobs would not get the passing down work. But that hasn't happened. He has, in fact, gotten the majority of the work. 83% of the Raiders running back touches so far this week. 20 or more touches in three out of four games, his last four games. Then you look at this matchup, the Houston Texans, right? They've allowed 100 scrimmage yards to a running back in four out of their five games so far this season. No team in the NFL gives up more rushing yards per game to opposing running backs than the Houston Texans. They're giving up 133 on the ground. Three different running backs so far this year have already scored 25 or more fantasy points. Josh Jacobs, I have as a top six play this week. He will make the Texans look stupid. And by the Texans, I mean me, a Texan, because I had him on my preseason hate list, and that was wrong, wrong, wrong. Yep. Uh, Vegas are seven-point favorites, home to the Texans, so expecting that he will be running the ball. There's been yeah. a bit of a stench around Josh Jacobs, largely because you kind of created it in the preseason, or at least played a part. I don't, think he's, he's, I don't think he's helped himself either with some of the stuff he's done on social media, but the other thing about him is, is that he's been involved in the passing game. Yep. Yep, and he's produced like a top five running back on a per-game basis. Thousand right. percent. Uh, another guy who's trending towards that territory is Brees Hall, who is now getting all the usage, and he's on the love list again. Yeah, Jay, I know for weeks, and regular viewers of the show, Jets, regular viewers Jets, of the show know that like when I have talked at the Jets, you have poo-pooed it, you have made fun of me, you have mocked me for it. But I think you finally I've come um, around. you've come around Slowly. to uh, my beloved Jets here. <laughs> Look, over the last four weeks, Brees Hall is running back eight. He's averaging 19.7 fantasy points per game, three consecutive games with 19 or more touches. I know you were a big Michael Carter fan <laughs> yeah. in the preseason. MC. The, the only guy to that the you hell. liked on the Jets. You hated the Jets, but you did like Michael Carter. But the fact of the matter is, Jay, they have uh, they have moved past that. They, they have He has clearly taken over this backfield. Three consecutive games, as I mentioned, with 19 or more touches. Uh, he's he's doesn't have to come off the uh, off the field on third down, right? He's he's got a double digit target share in four six games so far this year. And then you like this matchup against a Denver Broncos team whose offense can't stay on the field, so the defense is having to play a lot more. It's a really good Denver defense. It's a really good Denver defense, but later in games they're getting tired because so many three and outs on the Broncos' offensive side of the ball. Worth noting that the Broncos have allowed 75 scrimmage yards to a running back in five of six games this year. As great as the Broncos defensively were last week against the Chargers, Austin Eckler still had a monster game. The expectation here is Brees Hall does the same. He's my running back seven this week. Yep. The beauty of Brees Hall, too, is that he's got such a high floor because of the usage. Like, if they're winning, then they're running him 20 times. If they're losing, then he's the third and long guy. He's getting the receiving work now, too. Uh, he is the favorite for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And they are uh, they're slight underdogs yeah, to the Broncos, which could, I'm surprised. That could flip. That could definitely flip. Especially, honestly, like I would bet the Jets now, especially because, by the way, it's been Rippon, that is Brett Rippon, that has taken yep. the majority of the snaps for the uh, – Russell Wilson said – in between sandwich commercials, <laughs> that the hamstring should be okay, that he's yeah. fine, but whatever. 
worth noting, it has been Brett Rippon taking the majority of the snaps with the first team for the Broncos this week in practice. Indeed, uh, which would help Brees Hall. Now, another rookie who is surging is Kenneth Walker, who lit up the Cardinals last week, got an insane amount of usage as well, and he's also on the love list. So I got a note this morning from Ray Summerlin. Do you know? You don't know Ray Summerlin. Don't you know don't know this, Ray don't Summerlin. Know I, Ray Summerlin uh, does a great job for us here at RotoWorld at NBCSportsEdge.com. He's an editor. Hmm. He's an editor for uh, for the website. He has the unenviable task of editing my column every single week. <laughs> this poor bastard has to <laughs> yeah. like has to make the the, the 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 chicken crap that I send in as love hate into something readable. Um, and he's done once again a brilliant job today. Love hate the column is up as always for free on rotorworld.com and nbcsportsedge.com. But uh, anyway, Ray um, Ray sent me a note to tell me that, uh, and he sent me an article where Kenneth Walker the third was interviewed and said he likes Ken. He'd prefer to be called Ken. I've heard about this. Yeah, no, well, right, well, exactly. But he would like to be called Ken. You, you are above all the little people. You don't, you don't even know Ray's name. <laughs> You've like, you're, you're, you know, you're done with it. Whatever. I'm just, you know, whatever. I'm a man of the people. I yeah, get to know. Well, I get to know all the all uh, all the little people. Yeah. And they like it when you call them the little people. By the way, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's a hint. That's, that's a helpful hint. Yes, yes, right, yeah. exactly. When you, when you, when they really like it when you just you, you sort of like, hey, <laughs> I'd like, yeah, like, uh, hey, All right, right, it's exactly. off so well for Ray in the <laughs> segment that it's <laughs> gone off the rails. <laughs> yes. and it's like I just want to acknowledge that I know your name, please. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, that's unlike good. you. That's just like you, just like oh, whatever. Yeah, hey, you or uh, you know, get me lunch. Yeah, person. Get me some, some like I know fingers. their names. Yeah, I. It, and I think they respect when you call them by a name before you ask them to do a menial task. Yes. That's what I've learned. Exactly. It's very key. Oh, yeah, Always very key. Anyway, people's names. Anyway, Ken Walker. Uh, anyway, Ken Walker. Ken Walker the third. Uh, Kenny Walker. Um, no relation to Skywalker. The point of KW3, which I think we're safe on no matter what, <laughs> yeah. KW3 is that last week in his first week starting for the Seahawks as a running back, 23 of the 25 running back touches for Seattle it's a nice matchup with the Chargers, right? And he and Walker, KW3, showed exactly why we were so high on him, why we were like, this guy is potentially a league winner. Um, in a low-scoring game against the Arizona Cardinals, KW3 still had a really nice game. He comes in at running back 13 for me against the Chargers team that so far this year, no team in the NFL has given up more yards per carry uh, to opposing running backs than the Los Angeles Chargers. They've given up 133 rushing yards a game to running backs over the last four weeks. That's third most in the NFL. And in fact, running backs that have seen at least 15 touches against the Bolts this year, and we expect Walker, who got 23 touches last week, we expect Walker to, to exceed that 15-touch mark. Teams get, Running backs getting 15 or more touches against the Bolts this year, averaging 18 fantasy points per game. Three of them have scored 20-plus. Give me all the KW3 this week, again, running back 13 for me. He makes the love list in week seven. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot, but the, the hidden thing with Seattle is their tempo, that they run more plays. And this is a big thing in fantasy and betting. Just look at pace, look at right. tempo, because there's just more opportunities to produce stats. All right, let's get into some others receiving votes. Headlined by uh, Mr. Ezekiel Elliott. You know what? I thought Ezekiel Elliott was done, yeah. right? And here's what I did. I thought Ezekiel Elliott was done. And so last week on Football Night in America, the highest rated show in all of television, people right? Watch that? Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the high the only thing that people watch more than Football Night in America is the actual Sunday night football game. And so there I am, 
in front of millions upon millions upon millions of people, Jay. Like, yes. you have no idea the many millions of people that got to see me talk about the fact that Ezekiel Elliott would take the, would be under yeah. on the rushing yards against this very tough Philadelphia Eagles defense. Reborn. He had not hit the number. The, his rushing number, his yard, his total yards from scrimmage was like 65, and I took the under because yeah. he had no passing game usage yeah. at all, and he hadn't hit that number. No running back had hit that number against the Eagles since week one. Zeke hadn't hit that number the majority of the year. So I'm like, listen, I'm taking the under. I'm going to take the layup. And you know what? It wasn't a layup. It wasn't even close to a layup. It was a, it was a three-pointer from way downtown that clanged off the rim because Zeke had his best game of the season. He looked awesome. You know, I mean, he, he just he looked really, really good over the last four weeks, and now he gets Detroit, right? I mean, he looked really good. And so over the last four weeks, the Lions – that have allowed a league-high 158 rushing yards per game. They're giving up 6.1 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Again, both of those league-high over the last month. They've given multiple running backs. Uh, they've given up multiple touchdowns to running backs in three out of five games this year. So Zeke, who is suddenly looks rejuvenated. Yeah. And with Dak Prescott back under center, we expect a more dynamic offense under um, Cowboys. So Ezekiel Elliott is another. Uh, others receiving votes quickly, just running through. Some of the names on that list, Travis Etienne, who has back-to-back games with 12 or more touches at 100-plus scrimmage yards. He's clearly the better running back versus James Robinson. I expect him to have a nice game against a Giants team that's given up 126 rushing yards a game to running backs. Brian Robinson, my Brian Robinson, should be comeback player of the year, won't be comeback player of the year. But as bad, my, my commanders really only have two things going for them. They lead the NFL in lawsuits and <laughs> and... They can run the ball with Brian Robinson, who's an amazing story. For yes. all the bad stories coming out of Washington, Brian Robinson is a great one, and he's playing Green Bay that allows the fifth most yards per carry to opposing running backs. They've given up 85 yards or more to an opposing running back. We know when they get in close, it's going to be Brian Robinson. Finally, Jamal Williams in that Dallas game. Even though DeAndre Swift is back, Jamal Williams, even when Swift was healthy in weeks one and two, he still got 12 or more touches in both those games when Swift was healthy. He's got the second most goal-to-go carries of the, in the NFL this year. So even with Swift healthy, I think there's a chance that Jamal Williams gets a goal line run, and I think he's a viable deep league flex in a week with four teams on a bye. Yep. All right. Let's flip to height which is headlined by Jeff Wilson Jr., who did nothing against Atlanta and is looking like a game script-dependent back. Four straight weeks, his snap rate has declined from 73% all the way down to 52% last week. It's not a great matchup with the Chiefs, as Kansas City allows the fourth-fewest rushing yards per game to opposing running backs this year. In fact, teams facing Kansas City, and look, this makes sense, right? This is a stat that makes sense. The Chiefs put up a lot of points. Teams are trailing, so it's hard to run against them. Uh, it's not surprised that teams facing the Chiefs average the second fewest running back carries per game. And so in the two losses in which the Niners have, Chiefs obviously are favored in this game, in the two losses that the Niners have had, Wilson has just 19 combined carries. He's averaging eight and a half carries a game in the losses. And so it's just it's hard for me to be excited about Jeff Wilson Jr. I still, if you're starting a Niners running back, it's still Jeff Wilson Jr. Yep. to me, but he's outside my top 20 in week seven. Yep, Chiefs two and a half point favorites in that game. And another guy who is frequently on this list, makes another appearance, Clyde edwards Uh Why is he on the hate list this week? Why is he not? Well, you know, why would <laughs> well, he's he not had, be? Well, he's had double digit carries in one game. One game! Yeah. The one Which game is that the I, one game on national I, television. I declared him I'm going to get kicked off football night <laughs> in America any day now. I, you, you just watch. Anyway, I, I will say, if you look at the picks, the, the picks at the end, I'm six and one. I'm six and, six and one. I'm six and one. I'm six and one in first place. 
Oh, I'm in first okay. place among the picks. You okay. know what I mean? Like, I'm competing against Tony Dungy, Jason Garrett, right? You so, know, so you had the Broncos. Rodney Harrison, yeah. Chris Sims, Jack Collinsworth. I'm just saying, only one person, Mike Florio, one, Maria Taylor, one person, six and one, and that person is me. Um, anyway, but why do I hate Clyde Edwards Elaire this week in fantasy football? Well, in the last two weeks, he's running back 52. Like, he's literally not a top 50 running back over the past two weeks here. It's a tough matchup against the Niners. We expect the Chiefs to win, but as you mentioned, two-and-a-half-point favorites. We don't expect them to, like, blow them out here. And if they do win, they're going to do it on the arm of Patrick Mahomes as the Niners allow the second-fewest rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. One game this year, as you mentioned, with more than nine rush attempts. We've seen some Jarek McKinnon as well outside my top 20, outside my top 30 this week against the Niners. CEH makes the hate list. Okay, we're going to go to break. When we come back, pass, catcher, love, hate. I'm going to text some of the, the little people in my life and tell them I think that they're bigger than Matthew Berry does. You don't know their names. <laughs> you just have random numbers. Good luck. The Roto-World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster and get the latest injury updates, player news, plus much more delivered right to your phone. Available in the App Store today, Matthew Barry. All right, let's jump into some pass catcher. What do you think of the graphic? I love it. Fantastic. You know who put that together? Brian Rubin. Yeah, you don't know the little... You're just guessing at little people. One Brian of the little people yeah, did. Yeah, I'll just put two names together. My producer, Stephen D'Agostino, uh, just oh, asked him... Producer. Yeah, my producer just asked, is he one of the little people? And the answer is yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course But you're is. bigger than some of the other little people, Stephen, yes. just so you know. I we just want to be rankings. clear about that. I mean, your rankings I'll go. go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like yeah. rankings? I do like rankings. Yeah. I will do that. I will rank all the little people on the show. <laughs> okay. Let's yeah. jump into the love list yeah. and starts with... Chris Godwin, who's playing like a big man at the moment. <laughs> yeah. 12 targets uh, coming off that game against the Steelers. Not many people produced in that game, but he did, and he's on the love list this week. Since he's returned, he's had six or more receptions in all three games. He's had 10 or more targets in two out of the three games. 32% target share last week for Tom Brady. And oh, guess who's here? A team of little people, the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. They're just like, Ooh, they've, they've already made vacation plans. They're already phoning it in. They're already just like, I ain't guarding him. Like, I'm just telling you, Carolina, For all, we have a lot of negative stats around the Carolina Panthers this year, this but here's, here's one that's relevant to Chris Godwin. The fifth most receptions per game to the slot yes. are allowed by the Carolina Panthers. Sixth most yards per game as well. Obviously, Godwin plays the majority of his snaps out of the slot. Chris Godwin, wide receiver nine for me in week seven. He's on the love list. Yep, playing with no restrictions after the injury now. He's just back to being Chris Godwin. And after that Bucs lost to the Steelers, I suspect they will be driving angry, to use a Nick Cage term. Yeah. Jalen Waddell makes the love list. Not a little person, Nick Cage. No, big man. Big man. Real big man. I love big. Yeah, Yeah, we love Nick. So is Jalen Waddell. Uh, In terms of his fantasy production, at least, he's had 15-plus fantasy points in all three games with Tua this year where Tua was healthy, uh, and he's on the love list this week. Yeah, with Tua Tunga-Bailoa coming back on a game that's on Sunday night, um, you know, uh, it'll be right here on NBC and Peacock, preceded by Football Night in America. Can we make the right pick? Yeah, no, I'll I'll pick that game correctly, but, uh, you know, the over-under pro... I've had a decent run, but there have been a couple like... (laughs) And last week was one of them. We'll see if I do better uh, this week against the Steelers when Miami takes them on. Again, right here Sunday night on NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man. Uh, Steelers, to your point, yes, he's had a lot of production. Waters had a lot of production with Tua. We expect Tua back. Well, the Steelers, 
Steelers have given up nine touchdowns to wide receivers this year. That is tied for the most in the NFL. Literally no team in the NFL has given up more touchdowns to opposing wide receivers than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They actually give up 210 yards per game to wide receivers. That's also most in the NFL. And so wide receivers who see at least six targets against the Steelers this year, averaging 19.2 fantasy points, we expect Jalen Waddle to certainly get at least six targets. That's been one of the nice things is that, especially with two out of center, it's been Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. Like, it's a very narrow kind of target tree. Mike Gesicki and his gritty uh, be damned. My expectation here is that Waddle has a monster game on Sunday night. He's a top 10 play for me this week. Yep, 114 yards per game in the three games with Tua. And the Dolphins are seven-point favorites over the Steelers. Not much respect for the Steelers, but BetMGM thinks that they will have success. All right, Amari Cooper, who's a six-and-a-half-point dog to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, but he is getting all the targets at the moment, and he's on the list as well. See if you can follow the logic here. Mm. Listen, I, I I know like it's I'm heliocentric, right? And you're just whatever. You're you're, you're um you know whatever. You're Australian and like you know you love Point Break, and so there's there's questions about your logic and everything like that. But see if you can follow the, follow this. Australian, yeah. I love Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> Those questions arise. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. Like I'm just I'm just saying. Like you don't like the little people. You know yeah. you got a big head. You know yeah, like Patrick Swayze. Uh, yeah, you know. whole thing. Right, exactly. So my point here. Is that so? Massive target share, right? Yeah, twenty-eight percent so far this season. He's had double-digit targets in four of the last five games. Yeah. So here's a guy getting a lot of targets, and now he's playing a defense that isn't good, right? Baltimore has allowed the sixth most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. They've allowed twelve or more fantasy points to a wide receiver in every game this year. And, and so Cooper, who has a touchdown himself in four of the last five games, he's top six in the NFL among wide receivers in terms of red zone targets. When they get in close, they look for him. He gets a massive target share, and um, it's a bad defense yeah. that gives up a lot of points to, to wide receivers. You see where we're going here. This is quite a walk. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to walk you through yeah. the logic yeah. as to why Amari Cooper's on the love list this week. I'm still thinking about Keanu Reeves yelling out that he's an FBI agent in point break, so I kind of lost you when he's talking about go. targets. There you go! Yeah, that's it's further <laughs> proof right there. How The way you ruin movies for people is like you don't care about the little people. You're just like, oh, I'm here. I'm here on television, and by television I mean a streaming platform, streaming internet service, um, that you're like, I'm just going to ruin it for everyone, because what do I care? I don't care. You're Get on my level. Johnny That's Utah. You. Johnny Utah. He should be on the love list. Exactly. Uh, well, obviously, he always is, but it's just, I, my point is, it's like, yeah, Jay Croucher saying to America, get on my level. Uh, you just, you look down on everyone, um, and perhaps... Perhaps you might look down on the Seattle defense, Jay Crouch. I would, I would, and that's why Gerald Everett is also on the love list. That's a well done. Yeah. That's a, a really no, nice segue close. there. <laughs> Who says you're not a professional host? Look, the fact of the matter is, is this: we like starting our tight ends against the Seahawks. They've allowed 50 or more yards to a tight end in four out of six games so far this year. Teams facing the Seahawks average. Eight tight end targets a game that's tied for sixth most. Again, that is an area of the field that you can really attack Seattle. And so Gerald Everett, in a revenge game, the revenge game everyone's talking about, you know, like you think about that the glory (laughs) year that Gerald Everett had with the Seahawks, you know, singular. Um, The glory year, Gerald Everett returning uh, to face his old team in the Seahawks. He has had six or more targets in four of the last five games. So Everett should be targeted early and often in a game in which he doesn't look like Keenan Allen's going to play. Like no. he said, he, well, he's practicing, practicing, but they're on a bye next week. So Keenan Allen's sort of like, I might want to take it, you know, easy and, and rest. And like, 
Um, the new Michael Thomas, Keenan yeah. Allen. Oof. I think the thing with Gerald Everett as well, he's one of the rare tight ends who has multiple fantasy games this year with double-digit points, even without touchdowns when you remove them. All right, let's jump into some others receiving votes. Headlined by Alan Lazard. Yeah, I mentioned him earlier in the show. Like, he scored in four to five games this year. Commanders have allowed the third most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. We already talked about Rondell Moore earlier in the show. Wondell Robinson, even if you don't want to start him, and I do think it might be viable to start him, uh, he's wide receiver 30 for me this week. I definitely think he is a must-add. You want him on uh, You want him on your roster again. He had four targets last year and played, like, on 15 snaps. Alec Pierce, we've talked about on this show quite a bit. Three straight games with 12 or more fantasy points against the Titans team, along the second most yards per game to wide receivers. And Michael Gallup, who saw season highs in targets and snap rate, Dak is back, and he gets Detroit, which allows the eighth most yards per game to opposing wide receivers. Michael Gallup always a red zone target. Whether it's Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, Hunter Henry is a viable tight end streamer this week uh, as he's had three straight games with a 20% target share. He's had back-to-back games with over 50 yards. Uh, I do think that for the lack of dynamicism, is that a word? I don't believe so. Okay, Um, let's go with it. Um, Neither is heliocentric, but you used that yesterday. For for the lack of uh, dynamic playmaking ability and, and fantasy fireworks out of the pass catchers of the Patriots. Henry is a big red zone threat and has been involved he is more recently. Nine touchdowns last year for Hunter Henry. All right, let's flip to height. Headlined by Drake I also like London. Hayden Hurst, by the way, just so you know. You like Hayden Hurst? I like, okay. Hayden, I like Hayden Hurst, uh, you know, against the Falcons who are bottom three and, and yards and receptions allowed to tight ends, just yep. so you know. Okay. okay, but you don't like Drake London, who headlines the height list. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, here's, here's my question for you. My question for you about London. What will last longer? Uh, Drake London's fantasy drought or ahead of lettuce? <laughs> yeah, well, very topical. Very topical. There you go. Very God good. bless. Very yeah. international newsy of me. There you go. Here's, you see what I did there? It's yeah, because, right, because yeah, London, yeah, right, yeah. his last name's very London. Good. Right, yeah. exactly. London, where it's happy hour right now. Where it is happy hour Five, right now PM. in London. My concern is, is that I, I think this is a tough matchup, right? Four straight games with under 55 yards for Drake London. He hasn't caught more than four passes in a game since week two. Mariota completing under 15 passes in four straight games. Like, all they want to do is run. It's a maddening, mind-numbing offense that Atlanta's running. And here's the worst part, Jay. It's sort of working. I know. Well, it I mean, kills they're, you. They're competitive in games. Cover they, the spread they every covered, game. Right. They, we've talked about this. They cover every game. <laughs> six and they, Right. They're 6-0 and <laughs> against the spread. They're yeah. much more competitive. They've won more games than they have any right to. And so I don't see Arthur Smith changing this. And so then you think about the fact that in addition to all that, that it's a run-centric, like super run-centric offense, like they're playing the Bengals. Since he has allowed two, count them, two touchdowns this entire year to opposing wide receivers, that is third fewest in the NFL. They're top ten in terms of fewest receptions and yards allowed uh, to opposing wide receivers. So Drake London makes the eight list. DJ Moore, like outside my top 40, even in a brutal week, right? Under 60 yards in every game so far this year. He's going to be shadowed by Carlton Davis. I'm out on Robert Woods this week as well. Zero games with more than four catches, playing a tough Colts defense. And big Bob Tunyon. Again, my commanders lead the NFL. They've had much success in two things. Lawsuits (laughs) and allowing the fourth fewest yards to opposing tight ends this year. Yeah. I was going to say, the commander's defense, it's like a tennis player that can't serve, can't hit ground strokes, can't hit volleys, but great drop shot. Great right. drop shot. Can stop tight ends. Right. Really good at stopping tight ends. It's, That's it. It's the one thing. Like, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Evan Ingram, all better than Bob Tunyon. 
held to under 30 yards. I understand after last week he might be excited about him. I think that was just sort of like a, a weird one game. He's had two games this year, just two games where his snap rate has been above 50%. I think that was just sort of a against the Jets last week. It was, it was sort of game script dependent, and yep. that was what was working for Rodgers. But I think he goes back to uh, Dobbs and Lazard in this one. And honestly, I think they run fairly successfully against the Commanders. I think so too. All right, we're going to break. When we come back, quarterback love height. I'm uh, feeling better. Feeling better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happens Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it's, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but uh, <laughs> uh, getting better. There it is. Content machine Russell Wilson. Let's Wolverine. ride. <laughs> yeah, let's ride. Wolverine blood. I will say this. I'm going to just say this. I, I have a controversial take. Oh, no. Here we go. That... Whenever the day comes that Russell Wilson retires, yes. I don't know when that it day is. Soon. Yeah, it might be. It might be soon. Um, I do think he would outlast a head of lettuce. But <laughs> I I, whenever that day is, whether it's whether it's soon, whether it's a decade from now, uh, we will miss him. We will miss we, him. We will. We will absolutely it's miss incredible him. Incredible content. Incredible. So much incredible. To talk incredible about. content. And while it might be un- at times corny or whatever. The fact of the matter is, it's like it's never negative. No. It's never uh, at someone else's expense. And, like, um, I don't know. Like, I like Russell Wilson. I like, like him too. I, You know what I mean? Like, I genuinely, like, you know, like, it's dad joke central. Yeah. But, you know, by the way, that's my wheelhouse. So, <laughs> like, you know, listen, I, whatever. Russell I just, Wilson, one of the big people. He is he's absolutely, a big, he's oh, a he's big a big man. person. Yeah. Exactly. I did, yeah, the Wolverine blood, as a countryman of uh, Mr. Wolverine himself, Hugh Jackman. I don't think Russell Wilson's quite, yeah, made of adamantium or anything. Right. But, uh, but, yeah, we'll see if he plays against the Jets. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about have Russell you, Wilson have you, have later. You, have you seen all the Wolverine movies? Have you seen all the Hugh Jackman movies? Not all of them. I would say majority of them, yeah. Have, have and you I've seen s- Logan? I've seen Logan. I like okay. Logan a lot. Okay. Yeah, it's a very good piece of cinema. I like Logan. You like Logan? Uh I didn't enjoy it as much as some of the other ones. I was just curious. I okay. was I was surprised you didn't bring up the ending of Logan. <laughs> no, I'm not going to spoil that. Though I don't think there's a big twist ending. <laughs> I don't think so. No. I can't really recall. No. Right. By the way, not only is it not only is it not a big twist ending, right? But um, but they're going to undo that ending. Yes. A, in another movie. Of course. Right. Well, you've kind of just kind of gone into Jay Croucher territory there. I didn't know. say anything. We don't know what it could be. It could be <laughs> time travel. It could be time travel. Yeah, anything okay. that's impossible. <laughs> All right. It's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is. It's a magical world. Yep. Uh, we thought it was going to be a magical world for the Chargers this year, but it hasn't been so far. But Justin Herbert, he's bouncing back and he's on the love list. Go, Chargers, go. <laughs> what is that? you never seen that? No. The clip of Arnold Schwarzenegger, go Chargers, go. I thought that was a British accent. Yeah, it was, no, it was like, it was whatever, Austrian, whatever. Austrian, no, yeah. a, like, you guys know that clip, right? It's a famous clip. It's a famous clip of Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, opening up a, at the, go Chargers, go. That's better. The first one was yeah. like, go Chargers, go. <laughs> Fine. Let's look at a lettuce. Fine. Uh, yeah, exactly. Justin Herbert, who top three quarterback this week. Like I think, I, I, if you've managed to survive here with Herbert, uh, Herbert comes back in a big way here. What's positive is that for, uh, you know, for the negative stats you can point out to Herbert, like they're throwing a ton, right? No quarterback in the NFL has more pass attempts than Justin Herbert, who's averaging over 42 a game. And then you think about the Seattle defense, right? That gives up the third most yards per pass attempt. The more you pass the better it likely is against Seattle. And who's coming to town but the guy that throws the most in the NFL. In fact, the Seahawks allow touchdown passes at the eighth highest rate so far this 
season. So with the highest over-under on the slate, Chargers actually have the highest team, uh, highest implied team total. Yeah, give me Justin Herbert as a top three play this week. Yep, mediocre game against the Broncos, but the Broncos, for all of the negativity around them, they might have the best defense in football. It's a great defense. They certainly have a top three. Pat Sertan is the best cornerback in the league right now. He's 100-1 to to win Defensive Player of the Year. I don't think he's going to win it because they're 2-4, and but I would bet that still. 100-1, to best cornerback in the league. Yeah, throw some sauce on it. Yeah, exactly. A little sauce gardener on it. All right, Joe Burrow, also on the love list, trending in the right direction. Seems to get right against the Saints, and he plays the Falcons. This week. Slow start to the season, but over the last four games, he's got 20 or more fantasy points in three of them. Three different games so far this year with 25 or more rushing yards, which is nice to see. Last year, he wasn't running at all. This year, he is starting to use his legs. And you like the matchup with the Falcons as Atlanta allows the second most passing yards per game. They allow the second highest completion percentage. Teams that face Atlanta are averaging over 40 pass attempts a game. That is second most in the NFL. He's got these guys named Jamar Chase and T. Higgins to throw right to Tyler Boyd um, uh, as well. Uh, Hayden Hurst, who I mentioned, uh, and others oh, receiving votes. So, yeah, give me some Joe Burrow. He's quarterback four for me this week. Yep, total in that game is 47.5, so expecting plenty of scoring against the Falcons. Now, two attack of Iloa. Expect him back on Sunday night. Uh, he was almost leading the league in passing yards before he got hurt, and he's on the love list. We talked about this with Jalen Waddle, right? Steelers allow the third most passing yards per game. They're allowing passing touchdowns at the sixth highest rate in the NFL. And so Miami getting to a back, like in the two full games in which Tunga Bailoa played those first two weeks, they were sixth in the NFL in pass rate. Like they, it's up tempo, it is pass heavy. They want to take advantage of Hill and Waddle and the mismatches those guys have with pretty much every defender in the NFL. Steelers come in. They're a little bit banged up. They do get Minka Fitzpatrick back. We expect him back in this game. But still, um, no T.J. Watt. Tua should have a clean pocket here and plenty of time to let those guys get downfield and get open. Yep, absolutely. Okay, some others receiving Tua's votes. Tua's a top eight, top eight quarterback for me this week. Top eight. Okay, others receiving votes. Some malign. Much maligned quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Kenny Pickett. Yeah, we thought Matt Ryan, we thought Jonathan Taylor was the guy that would get massive volume on the Colts. Turns out it's Matt Ryan, who's averaging 42 pass attempts a game. That's second most in the NFL. Titans uh, allow the most passing yards per game at the moment, 287 uh, a clip. Jimmy G, look, it's not always going to be pretty. I wouldn't recommend watching this game, but by hook or by crook, Garoppolo now has 18 or more fantasy points in back-to-back games. Teams facing the Chiefs, again, as we talked about with Jeff Wilson Jr., they have to throw, right? Over 40 pass attempts uh, against the Chiefs this year, and so it makes sense. If we don't like Wilson, it's part of the reason because we like Garoppolo. He's going to be throwing a lot. It all makes sense when you put it together. It's all it's, it's a big puzzle as well. And again, if you're in a deep two-quarterback league, deeper league, I think Pickett, assuming Pickett gets the start against the Dolphins, I do think Pickett will be good against a Dolphins defense that's given up 21.5 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks this year. Really bad secondary in Miami with Zabian Howard really banged up. And on the Garoppolo point, I think a big thing there is that Debo Samuel's not being used as a running back Correct. as much, and that is helping Jimmy G a lot. Kind of like the Niners plus two and a half in that game at home to the Chiefs, just yeah. because I think that... It looks like Nick Bosa and Trent Williams might both be back, and they're, they're the two best players on that team, I think, along with Debo Samuel. All right, uh, I don't mind that. What's the over-under in that one? The over-under on 
I believe the over under that is 48 and a half. I might take the under. That feels high for two pretty good defenses. Yeah, Chiefs defense underrated. The Niners defense as well, when healthy, I think is the best in the league, just in front of Denver and Dallas and Buffalo. I like the the under there. 48 and a half strikes me as really high for uh, that particular game. So I'm with you there. Um, I think they'll play them tough. And by the way, Kittle, Ayuk, Samuel, all healthy, which obviously helps yep. Jimmy Garoppolo. Another game with a total of 48.5 exactly is Detroit-Dallas. The Cowboys are seven-point favorites, and Jared Goff starts the hate list. Jared Goff has been a revelation this year. I like Jared Goff. I like Jared Goff for fantasy for the season. Um, I like Jared Goff um, in general, by the way. As a man? Recently, <laughs> yes, as a man. By the way, recently engaged to Sports Illustrated's Rookie of the Year swimsuit model. So congratulations, congratulations to the Goffs. Um, congratulations to uh, Jared and his, uh, his soon-to-be wife. Uh, they are now uh, fiancé and, uh, and fiancé. <laughs> but whatever. The fact of the matter is, is that Jared Goff has had two massive games against the, the Commanders and the Seahawks, right? 29.6 fantasy points per game. The other three games, he's averaging under 12 fantasy points per game. It's a tough matchup with Dallas, who's had a week to prepare. Not a, I'm sorry, take that back. They haven't had a week to prepare. Um, uh, Detroit's off the bye. Dallas isn't. But Cowboys have given up. They're averaging 12.5 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, yet they have yet to allow 17 fantasy points to opposing quarterback this year. And you saw they just faced Jalen Hurts. One or fewer passing touchdowns allowed in five of their six games. They're a top five pass defense as well. I also think that they're, I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's too good a defense here. I'm nervous about Jared Goff. Yep. Again, we've always talked about when Jared Goff gets time, he's fine. But with Micah Parsons and everyone coming at him, I don't know that he's going to have time in this one. No, I agree. I think Dallas minus seven is my favorite bet on the board of any of the spreads. I just think that this, it's weird because it's Dallas, but I think they're underrated. They're almost the, I think they're a juggernaut hiding in plain sight because Cooper Rush has kind of skewed perception. And then they get Dak Prescott back right. with an elite defense and an offense that was able to win games without him. And now you add him back, Gallup back healthy. I think they, they're going to be a different unit than the one that put up three points in week one against Tampa Bay. So I think they have huge upside going forward. Not as much upside in Denver with that offense. And Russell Wilson is on the hate list, uh, if, if he even plays. If he even plays. Brett Rippon has been taking some snaps in the first time, as we talked about earlier in the show. But over the last five games, he's quarterback 20. Yep. It's quarterback 20. It's averaging 14.1 fantasy points per game. He's only had one game with more than 14 fantasy points during that stretch. He's had one game this year, one game with multiple touchdown passes. Last four weeks, by the way, my Jets. I don't know why you won't get on board with this bandwagon. At some point, come on board. But just if you that. look at the numbers, just do me a favor, Jay, and look at the numbers with the Jets. Over the last four weeks, the Jets ranked top eight in passer rating allowed, yards per pass attempt allowed uh, as, as well. Uh, the Jets are a top 12 pass defense over the last four weeks. They're a top eight scoring defense over the last four weeks. Sauce Gardner has been amazing, somebody you should be familiar with. I just, again... I know you don't like the Jets, but no. at some point, numbers are numbers, and you have to respect it. Numbers don't lie. Yeah, we we talked a lot of negativity about the Jets' defense a few weeks ago, uh, and at the time, I think What's it was justified. Week? I thought it was um, I thought it was Connor. But, uh, I, it might have been Connor that did <laughs> yeah, that. I think it was Connor. Yeah, but we're gonna eat some crow on that because the Jets' defense now is it's an above average unit, and it's headlined by my man Sauce Gardner. Don't start anyone against Sauce Gardner until proven otherwise. I, I just I think they're legit here, and by the way. Um, uh, last I saw, Jets were getting points in this one. Games in Denver, kind of like, 
kind of like taking the Jets and the points here. Exactly. Just because I think there's the upside where if it is Brett Rippon, then it'll be pick or Jets even slight favorites. The only thing I would caution there is that the Denver defense is really good. Correct. And that is going to be an ugly game. I'd even, I think the total's 39 and a half. I'd even skew under if that's Brett Rippon. I just think that that's going to be like a I would take the under 14. too. I, yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. I don't see where the points come in that one. And uh, not too many fantasy viable take, guys. Take, take the over on the kickers. On the yeah. kicker props. Yeah, exactly. Brandon McManus over of, one and a half. Uh, a lot of Brandon goals. McManus. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, some Thursday night football player props from Bet MGM. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm going to look at them. The action never stops at Bet MGM, Matthew Barry. Sign up now using bonus code Barry. And your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code BERRY, B-E-R-R-Y, to make it your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. All right, let's get into some player props for Saints Cardinals. And firstly, looking at the most bet props on BetMGM, a lot of DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins score first touchdown, which is plus 700. Anytime touchdown scorer DeAndre Hopkins plus 125, which we both like because now yep. target of the is in the red zone. And then Kyle Murray over 33 and a half rushing yards, minus 115, the over. Okay, I'm going to start with my prop, which is Mark Ingram over six and a half rushing attempts. This is why gambling is so good. Right. This might, might not have anything to do with Thursday night. It's probably not going to be an amazing game, but you can bet on Mark Ingram over six and a half rushing attempts. Eyes glued to the TV screen, just cheering for this guy to get in the game and get some attempts. And the angle here is that past two weeks, Alvin Kamara has had 23 carries, 19 carries. It's a lot of carries. Mark Ingram still had nine carries, both of those games. Saints want to run the ball. Their strength is their offensive line, is running the ball. They don't want to put this game in Andy Dalton's hands. I know Ingram's a little bit banged up, but it doesn't take much to get seven rushing attempts, which I think he will get tonight. What's your problem? All right, so Rondell Moore over four and a half receptions in this one. Listen, in the three games and since he came back, he's got 23 targets. He's got six or more catches now in back-to-back weeks. No Marquise Brown in this one. And so Rondell Moore, who doesn't have to go deep. Like, I don't know the receptions. Like, his average depth of target is not long, long. But I do like the over on four and a half receptions. Worth noting, the juice there is not great. But whatever, it's still free money when you bet there. Uh, and then I'm going to take Alvin Kamara over four and a half receptions, which is at plus money, actually. Um, it's, at, it's at plus 115. He's had a 24% target share and six receptions each of the last two weeks. Again, Andy Dalton has an average depth of target under eight in his two starts here. No uh, Jarvis Landry, no Michael Thomas. So uh, Alvin Kamara, who's hit this number each of the last two games, we expect a similar offense with Dalton under center and the other guys banged up. Give me the over on Alvin Kamara at four and a half receptions at plus money. Yep, I like that. Also like Juwan Johnson over 26 and a half receiving yards just because the Cardinals give the most receiving yards in the league up to tight ends. So I think Juwan Johnson, 26 and a half is a pretty low number. Yeah, that's, uh, there we go. Pretty good. All right, listen, everyone. You don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. That's right. That's right. It is closing time here. Who, who do you think wins this game? Uh, I, I'd take the Saints. The line's now three. I'd take Saints plus three. I just think their defense is going to get better. It's going to show something. Uh, and with three points, uh, I like the Saints to cover. I like the I like Arizona just to win this one straight up. I'd take the Arizona Cardinals money line. All right, for Jay Croucher, I'm Matthew Berry. Love Hate is out on rotoworld.com. Go check it out. We will see you back here tomorrow on the happy hour. Thanks so much. Have fun with Thursday night tonight. Good luck. Peace out.